Welcome to AI Ethics Diaries, Keeping It Real, by the Women in AI Ethics Collective. This podcast is a culmination of many diverse voices and reflects our quest for more inclusive and ethical AI. Join us for brutally honest conversations with women in the AI ethics community who will share their lived experiences, highlight the challenges in the space, and share how together we can build a more ethical and diverse future. The following talk was recorded at a Women in AI Ethics event. It's a pleasure to be here at the 2022 Women in AI Ethics Mid-Year Summit. These sessions have been incredibly valuable and inspiring. I just want to say thank you to Mia and the entire Women in AI Ethics team for such an amazing event. And I'm really, really, really proud to be part of it. I am Jody Masters-Gonzalez, a Four Humanity Fellow and Certified Auditor of AI, Algorithmic, and Autonomous Systems. Little disclaimer, the following perspective is my own, but it's based on my research. So I know I'm not alone in uh, this perspective and that it is one shared by many practitioners and academics alike across and between domains. So with that, Today, I'm going to take you through the next hot opportunity in responsible AI, independent audit of AI systems. First of all, we need to understand that it is a key regulatory resource that reaches across domains. So look at this picture here. We have surveillance, we have Internet of Things, we have the cloud, we have is physical, everything that is virtual and all of the things that are invisible at the same time. We have society, we have individuals, we have groups and organizations, we have industry, obviously, we have the big giants, right? But then we have a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, medium-sized businesses, the entire supply chain happening here. It is so much more than just a social media platform. It is our ex entire existence. All of these things in simultaneity, all at once. And spheres of influence. So think of the privacy paradox, right? It is fluid and it is depends. It's individual, it's our groups. What kind of groups? Groups at work, subgroups at work, organizations, the different spheres of our lives. This regulatory resource really needs to be powerful enough to reach across this entire network, which is boundaryless, and be able to deal with these different types of influence. So it, it really protects us and does what it is intended to do. So which brings us to number two. So the independent audit of AI systems is really an operationalizing framework. So the GDPR, for example, receives a lot of criticism from some folks. I believe one of the fundamental issues is that companies, well, we know some that just probably don't really, you know, want to have to comply and it's a uh, cat and mouse right now. But for others, they just don't know how to comply and it's a and to comply actually requires fundamental organizational change what needs to change is it is also more than just the organization it is look again at the picture it is the whole 
system and all of the actors within it or stakeholders. So the thing about this framework is it is operationalizing framework to enable compliance. And no one is compliant now, right? But to meet people where they are, to get on the road and to get us headed in that direction. And that's what this is. Which brings us to the third characteristic of independent audit of AI systems, and that is closing regulatory deficits. Ryan Carrier, our executive director at For Humanity, when he conceptualized independent audit of AI systems, it was from the perspective and deep experience of being in the financial industry and the financial market, very familiar with that system of regulation, governance, oversight, and accountability. And he said, you know what? There's a lot about this system that really, really, really works. So what if we took the best of that? It's already mature. A lot of the kinks have already been worked out. And the kinks that haven't been worked out are ones that we know about, right? Like the loopholes. And once they're kind of in the system, it's just so hard to address. It becomes politicized, all those things. So those are the deficits that we're talking about. So independent audit of AI systems closes those deficits or closes those loopholes to really guard against any kind of weaponization of this regulatory mechanism. So the fourth sort of major characteristic of independent audit of AI systems is that it's a bona fide audit independence. And this is a direct outcome of intentionally designing to close the loopholes, the deficits. There's a couple sides of number four. The outcome of number four ultimately, though, is that there is tension between the auditor and the auditee. The auditor is going in to make sure that the auditee has complied with the law against the approved audit criteria that they're subject to based on jurisdiction or the kind of system or whatever the case may be, right? So independent audit of AI systems has this framework, a certain methodology, standards, and measures that help to really create the independence that is required to center humans over shareholders in this case. So what kind of audit is independent audit of AI systems? As I mentioned previously, because it is an operationalizing framework, it is one that is a governance framework. It is a whole systems framework. So that includes governance, oversight, and accountability. The framework itself has what the four humanity contributors, hundreds of them, have come up with in, an, in sort of an ideal world. You know, these are all the components that would be there. Fundamentally, what we see is that the board CEO, the organization, has to appoint duly authorized and empowered individuals within the organization to be the ones accountable for the oversight of the compliance work. Those individuals will sit on the ethics committee. They will sit on the algorithmic risk committee. 
other committees as necessary, risk management, security, cybersecurity. Sometimes when children are involved, there'll be a children's data oversight committee. And these would be the various committees. And then within the committees, like cyber would be in security, and it would have sub audits. So when you hear people out there talking about the shortcoming of audit, yes, a lot of times it's because it is not fit inside of a governance, a systems framework that operationalizes these best practices. So let's take a quick look at creating that bona fide audit independence, a key aspect of addressing that regulatory deficit, that loophole, is creating a shared moral framework. Everyone may not like it, but it exists. And there are safeguards built into the system because we've learned from history. I won't go over them all. Again, contact me if you want to have a deeper conversation about this. For Humanity created very clear rules of engagement that minimizes all upside potential and temptations that us auditors might have. There may be a situation where really big client, you cannot afford for them to get mad at you. So you may be tempted to just say, okay, I'll, I'll mark it off and make sure you guys take care of it. Or, you know, I think I can get creative in this accounting and this auditing. And when it's like, no, that's really not the standard. So just a couple of examples of some safeguards. Again, the audit criteria, all of them, foundations of independent audit. In addition, they're all robust binary, meaning you, yes or no, right? And implementable because we have this operationalizing framework of independent audit of AI systems to go along with it. All right, so let's quickly talk about what independent uh, auditing of AI systems is not. And so when we start having these discussions about auditing, what it means to self-audit, Think about the regulatory deficits and those issues. You cannot write your own audit rules and then audit yourself. That is a total example of what's called regulatory capture, where industry captures regulators, whether or not they know it, to say, oh, look, we've done all these governance things. We can do all these things. So you're capturing the regulators to write regulations that say, no, you know what? Self-attestation is good and that'll be sufficient. We don't need an independent auditor of AI systems to go in in the interest of the public. We'll trust you because, you know, there's a good track record there. It, I don't, that is regulatory capture and we want to avoid that at all costs. Also, we're not responsible for harm reporting. One job, one job only, independent audit of AI systems. We can't you know, engage our egos. These are other ways of having other kind of upside potential, right? Recognition, fame, making a discovery, getting the Nobel Peace Prize for something. So independent audit of AI systems, just one thing, independent audit. All right, so let's get into the state of play. I think unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you're well aware of the digital harms to humans, especially those who are historically marginalized. One thing I wanted to point out is the quantum countdown. It has been very much minimized, I, I think. Um, I'm part of the CSA quantum working group, and they estimate April 14th, 2030 is when encryption, if not before, will be broken as we know it. 
And although widespread access to quantum will probably be relegated to the big, big firms, these are all things you need to think about. So if you think back, independent audit of AI systems has those recommended committees. This is a good example. Security has cybersecurity. And if you have this infrastructure in place, you will be anticipating, you will be ahead of this. First movers, I have some lawyers who are saying algorithmic malpractice. Think about that for a second. Paired with insurance companies who say, if you have algorithmic uh, malpractice, we're going to have an exclusion as part of your insurance policy. So what we're seeing into the future is looks like regulatory agencies, the SEC and the FTC in particular, it looks like they may be adding into the ESGs a requirement around algorithmic risk. I have a feeling that that's coming. So a lot of responsible innovation. You can see here at the bottom, Be Kind Tech Fund is the first venture capital fund solely dedicated to responsible tech committed to mitigating algorithmic harm. So there's absolutely an emerging market that uh, we're seeing. And I'll just touch on a few that may be of interest to you. Diverse inputs and multi-stakeholder feedback as a service, I do think, will be a thing. So if you come from that background, I think that this just to me seems like a, a not a rocket science one at all. Ethics as a service, obviously, so many companies need to get uh, caught up in speed. So we need to have folks who match the criteria of the needs of and context of the company. We're going to need mixes of people to make up these committees and representations. And I do think it's going to be as a service quantum. I mentioned that before. A call I was on earlier this week said in as little as a few years, we're going to start to see quantum as a service. There's already quantum computers in at least four or five different countries other than China that are getting set up for this at the moment. Obviously, auditors. And you, we will need pre-audit service providers to go into companies to meet them where they are to help get them on the road. Uh, education, training, organizational change. And all the support services and adjacent markets that you can start to think about. So we need process improvements. We may need to make this easier. All right. So as we finish this up, I just wanted to share with you some of my favorite organizations that have wonderful curriculum that I highly recommend. Skill, reskill, upskill. Love, love women in AI ethics, of course. So Foundations for of Humane Technology is probably one of my most favorite courses right now. And it does come with a certification to get you started. AI diet is great. And if you are a, a person who identifies as a woman, they actually have this wonderful program. You have to apply. And then you learn experientially working on an actual project that then also at the same time gives you great stuff for your resume. And oftentimes I hear people get hired by the firms as a result. Open-minded, they talk about, you know, here's the traditional uh, way and here is the AI diet, you know, this, this is this other way. Actually, this open-minded path is very similar to my own. I took a very non-traditional path to where I'm at today. 
And I really believe in it too. I actually am a high school dropout and now I'm getting my PhD, go figure. So what they have to say here is our high school math and a desire to learn. And that's it as far as they're concerned. Alltech is human. They have like 242 job openings. Some of them are internships and also all finish on for humanity. So we have so many working groups. I am leading the audit criteria for California, Colorado, and some others that are coming online in terms of comprehensive privacy laws that do have some algorithmic AI elements to them as well. And so all of that to say, we just, we have a ton of working groups. We have these wonderful courses that are free of charge to take so many ways to break in and don't worry about imposter syndrome, which is, you know, thinking your, your questions are dumb or you're not good enough or any of those things. Just, just do it. Get on the court. It's been a pleasure to be here today. I am the future of AI. You are the future of AI. Mm-hmm.